Man, I, I had some interesting road story to tell him now. I can't remember when it was. Was it about you and I? No, it was some horror story that happened on the road, but who cares? We've only got a thousand more episodes. So I'm sure I'll remember <laughs> we'll it. We'll be fine. God damn it, really? Hey, everybody. Welcome to I'm Okay, You're Okay. I'm not okay. You're not okay. With me, Bob Schneider, and your other host, Clint Wells. You're welcome. I do remember one of the first tours I did with you. Our bunks were right across, middle bunk in the back half. And I do remember like waking up from a slumber and pulling the curtain and you were laying on your side facing me with your curtain already open. So it felt like when I opened my curtain that you had been for untold hours laying there watching my bunk. That's what it felt like. I'll never wait Waiting for you to open up your bunk. (laughs) I think you even realized how funny it was and you like said good morning or something you said something like good morning i've just been here for hours watching you there's such a huge leap between van touring and tour bus touring the tour bus touring if you can do that that's pretty good that's a pretty good way to make a living yeah now van touring i don't think people understand how difficult and rough that is that's a young man's game well we've We've definitely laid it out for the for the good people. I think we've given people a pretty good idea of how grim it can be. Yeah. I mean, you don't understand it until you do it, though. Yeah. Well, that's for sure. I think people might have even heard us talk about the shittiest parts of it and still thought, yeah, but sounds pretty fun. And until you've really done, put that time in, you're like, no, no. No. I remember being in van tours with like slightly older cats who'd been on on the merry-go-round for a bit and seeing how seeing what little bullshit they were willing to put up with and as a younger guy that was just excited to be there not really getting that i remember not judging it but i remember also being like man that's a little cranky you know we used to do things where we would to try to find a cheap hotel room we wouldn't book a room until after the gig so we would just be driving down the interstate and we would see the signs for like a, a super eight and we would go in at like two in the morning and try to negotiate for a cheap room every night. And I remember being 24, 23, 24 and just ex- like could hardly keep my head up. So tired. We played the show. We drove that whole day. I was drinking all night and not for one second demanding anything better than that. And I remember touring with people that were like telling the tour manager or the artist, or whoever, like get us a room now, get us a room right now we're not going to the next exit you're booking the room now but i remember being like well if we can if it's 50 bucks here and 40 bucks and five miles i'm i'm cool with that i'm cool with saving the tour money even though i'm getting paid the same no matter what (laughs) man we used to i mean i'll i'll go i'll go you one better when i was in my band joe rockhead we would never book rooms so we would play the gig and then we would just Try to find a place to spend the night. Yeah, I have done Uh, that. Well, we would announce from the stage, hey, if anyone's got a cool place to crash, we would stay with fans. Yeah, we would always stay with fans, but we we wouldn't announce it from the stage. But afterwards, we'd be like, hey, you you guys got a place for us to crash. Yeah, And I mean, we crashed at some fucked up places. One of the worst places, we ended up at this house that somebody had decorated the entire house with like satanic, like it was all satanic stuff. My house? Well, there was just like, there was just all this stuff. There was like, so if you went into the bathroom, there was like uh, 
baby like baby dolls, but they were all like covered in blood and with nails in them, and they were like <laughs> hanging on nooses and stuff. And then there was just like portraits of demons everywhere. <laughs> and then the room in the room that me and the base ended up staying in, no beds, by the way. It was just like a giant house that, you know, like there was eight or nine people that lived there. And I guess somebody had moved in there recently and they decorated the whole place with satanic shit. Uh, but they were all like punks, you know, they were all like young drug addict punks. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually, in, it's funny that you said that. I'm envisioning like train spotting. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah. Kind of that vibe. And uh, they had come to the show and they're like, oh yeah, you can crash. We've got plenty of room. There's lots of rooms in this house. So so me and the bass player are in this room. And in one corner of the room, there was a giant wooden, like homemade crucifix made out of like two by fours. And somebody had hung like a poncho on it. <laughs> And then put like a demon mask on top of it. So it just looked like there was a crucified demon in the corner Jeez. on a cross. And then plus everything else, you know, there was all these like baby dolls with lots of lots of sculptures that involved taking a regular plastic baby doll, putting nails in it, and then covering it in blood. A lot of that. And uh and and this is the and and this is the place we're we're sleeping in. Like he was sleeping on the couch, I was sleeping on the floor. I don't even think I had a sleeping bag. I just, I, there was like a blanket. I was laying on the blanket. He was on the couch, and there was a small black and white television there. And we just put it on like a like a you know they had those like twenty four hour Christian stations back in the day. Mm-hmm. I guess they still do. So we just put it on a Christian station and just kept that on with the sound down in the corner hoping that would protect us from all this like demonry <laughs> that was surrounding us. Dude, that that those those days sucked. We stayed at a place one time. These th- we met these girls, they were really nice, really, you know, real nice. They're like, "Oh, you can stay at our house." And uh again, it was me and I don't one of the guys from the band. It wasn't the whole band. And we get there and this one girl's like, "Oh yeah, I've got pet rats." She had like 30 rats. God damn. Like in this giant rat maze that went through the entire apartment. And there was just like scuttling rat sounds the whole time we were there. The tour that I was on where we decided to do that, it was a duo tour. So it was just me and the artist, me playing guitar, singing backup the artist. And it was clubs, 150 to 200 people, maybe 15 dates. And we were like, we were up for the adventure of, figuring out where to stay each night. We were just kind of up for that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was going to save the artist money. He may have given me a bonus. And and then plus we were just sort of looking for fun and whatever. And we, so from the stage towards the end of the night, maybe right before the encore, we'd say, Oh, by the way, uh, we're slumming it hardcore on this tour. We don't have anywhere to stay. So if anyone's got some space, talk to us at the merch booth or whatever. And it worked, you know, it mostly worked. If, if there was a night where nothing happened, we would just get a hotel. And we get done with the show and I, because I was young and stupid, I'm telling, I can't reiterate this enough. I think I was packing up the artist's gear and loading everything out while he did merch, which I would never do that now. I mean, I would maybe do that as a favor to my friend who is an artist if they were like really needed me to, but I'm not packing up anyone else's shit at 37 years old after paying my goddamn dues as a fucking guitar player. So anyway. I'm packing up their shit and I bump into the artist and he's like, by the way, I got a place to stay tonight. And I was like, chef's kiss. That means Clint Boyd didn't have to worry about driving or doing anything. I'm getting drunk. So 
I ended up talking to this girl at the bar and we ended up getting into an argument because she was clearly a super fan. And sometimes super fans are unreasonable. Right. And she had some story about meeting me a year or two before. Um, and I and she could she was real upset that I couldn't remember her. And I'm trying to explain to her, I meet a lot of people and I'm very, very drunk after these shows. Okay. So I, I was like very polite about it. I was like, I'm really sorry. I just don't, I don't remember that. Sounds fun, you know? So it ended up getting so weird that I was basically like, I need to walk away from you now. I need to, because other people were there that wanted to talk and I was trying to have a good time. She was bumming me out. The night burns down. It's just me, the artist, and this chick, because that's who, that's whose house we're staying at. That's the fan who had the couch we could sleep on. Right. We get to her apartment. She has her bed, one extra bedroom, and then a couch. The artist is going to get the extra bedroom. Again, why? Because I'm an idiot. Should have. We should have paper, rock, scissors for it. But anyway, of course, I assumed that the, uh, you know, the, the, the God ordained artist should get the bed. And she blew a, um, an air mattress up for me in this tiny little apartment. I sleep on it. Halfway through the night, the bottom half of it deflates. So I'm getting scoliosis curled up like a pretzel when I wake up. I was so drunk, I didn't even, you know what I mean? Let's wake up all half my body's on the ground. And I'm like unpretzeling. And I come to and I look up and she's sitting on the couch right by me. She could have reached out and touched my face. Indian style, smiling, eating a bowl of Cheerios. Watching me sleep for God knows how long. Wow. Yeah. And that's not even the only story like that. This, I'm, sure you, old I'm sure you have a million, but the thought of doing any of that now is so unfathomable. Dude, I have four. I'll tell you that. I'll tell you. All right. Here's one. I don't know if I should do it here or the secret with Glee. Let's do it here. Let's do it. Uh, I think I I I have to save it for the secret weekly. All right. I'll tell you what. I won't won't tell you who the band member was. So this is back in my drinking days. So this is Ugly Americans. And I was rooming with uh, one of my bandmates. And uh, we had a hotel. We're in, I want to say we're in like Oregon pretty sure we're in Oregon and uh, go out, you know, we're out until two, three o'clock in the morning, slumming it. I end up picking up this chick who was not attractive, (laughs) like a beast, kind of like a big burly woman, like overweight, tall, unattractive, kind of hairy, like real, real, not, not a hot, not you know uh, yeah the, but you yeah. know i was drunk we're in portland you got to do what you got to you know you got to deal with what you got to deal with sure so end up taking her back my roommate at the time was crashed out on the other bed we get in my bed put on a rubber have sex when we're done i'm like go go crawl in bed with go crawl in bed with my roommate. Basically, I just I just didn't want, it was a tiny, you know, those tiny hotel beds. I just didn't want her in my bed. She was a giant woman and I was <laughs> done and I wanted to like not have her around anymore. Just get away from me. I'm like, go go crawl in my my roommate's bed. So she goes over there and crawls in, into bed with him and he immediately wakes up from the slumber. It turns out he had been like smoking heroin all night. <laughs> <laughs> that's that was his that was his 
thing. So he wakes up. Now he's got this woman in bed with him that he he went when he went to bed. There was no woman. Now there's a woman in bed with him. <laughs> How did and this he happen? Immediately, he immediately just starts eating her out. <laughs> now I've just finished having sex with her. Oh God, that was horrible. Oh. And but I'm laughing the whole time because I'm watching the whole thing go down. And uh, I think that's all he did was he just ate her out and then she got up and left. That's how I remember it. Who knows what actually happened? Anyways, I I told him uh, what had happened and then he played it off like it was no big deal. But it was a big deal. And then he never smoked heroin again. That was the last day. <laughs> well, here's here's let me say a few things about that story that just happened. Number one, definitely secret weekly material. Number for sure. <laughs> number two, though. That's what you get in the Secret Weekly, baby. If that wasn't an advertisement right. for the kind of sauce that's being served up in a hot ladle over in the Secret Weekly. Dude, we we tell those kind of stories in the Secret Weekly all the time. I, I figured, why not just try it over here one time, see what it's like? And I realized, oh, yeah, we need more cover for a story like this. Do you remember what you wanted to say about Lenny Kravitz? We were talking about his penis in the last Secret Weekly, and you were like, oh, I want to talk about Lenny Kravitz's dick on The Real Show. Uh, I don't remember. Not ringing a bell. It's not ringing a little Prince Albert on the tip of Lenny Kravitz's penis in your mind. No. Yeah, I wish I had like I wish I had more like crazy sex, rock and roll sex stories. But I just don't. Like, I think I yeah, I do. got this. Re- yeah, you I do. got. Th- I know some. You've oh, got really? Some. Like what? I, mean, I can't. We can't. Talk, I, honestly, we can't talk about that here. Well, but I, I do. Know I mean, some. there 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 have been some things that have happened. Obviously. I mean, you you play in a band, especially as long as I have. There's going to be some sex stuff that happens, but <laughs> I mean, not as much as you would think. And I think I got a reputation, especially in Austin, for being this sort of like ladies' man or whatever, because you know I had a high profile relationship with a movie with an actress. But really, a lot of my time has been being in these like kind of long-term monogamous relationships. And again, in between, there were some times where I was fooling around with, with women and stuff. But but I've never been one of these guys, I know, and you know guys like this, mm-hmm. that just will have sex with like multiple women a day. Like it's, it's like they're, it's this weird, whereas I have this weird, like, I kind of have to be in love. Now, I can fall in love on the spot. I can fall in love in five minutes. But ha- you know what I mean? There has to be some There has to be some component of that for me to be. I mean, obviously, the the story I just told about this woman in Portland, there, but there was a little of that, even in that story. You loved like, her, her beastly I, I, hair. I did, I, I did love her a little bit. I think once I finally ejaculated that love... <laughs> went with the with, with whatever i ejaculated out and also maybe i was sobering up that a your ben too. that your ben mate would later <laughs> consume as a high protein snack i suppose no no i had a i had a rubber on so that uh, it wasn't like there was any there wasn't any but still wow not cool not cool dude <laughs> not cool is a very nice way of putting what that is which is fucked up <laughs> Super fucked up, and me just like like You're not saying a, a hey, good hey, friend, hey, a, hey. a good friend would have been like, "Hey man, hey, whoa. you might want to reconsider." Hey. No, yeah, it was me going. Yeah, is he going to do that? Oh, he is. Okay, 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 <laughs> okay. Wow. Yeah, 
but there's uh, there yeah there wasn't there wasn't a lot of that kind of stuff and and there was just a lot of kind of half-assed weird stuff that didn't work out or worked out wrong like there's you know what i mean i don't know if you ever saw that show californication Did yeah you ever see that david duchovny like he ends up having sex with a lot of women a lot of hot women but the thing that they kind of got i didn't see a lot of the episodes of that show but the thing that they kind of got right about that show was even though he was hooking up a lot of it just wasn't the payoff was real bad like there was a husband or a boyfriend or girl had crabs or, you know what I mean? There's always like problem. There's a problem. There's a lot of problems associated with it. You think it's going to be like a porno or like some fantasy story or like penthouse yeah, right. porno, but it's never like that. It's always something horrible or the girl's crazy or even if it works out, like where it's like, oh, everything's great. This is wonderful. No, I've, I've got then, a- then you never Then you never see him again. Then the next time you see him is a year and a half later. It's all lose-lose. All of it's lose-lose-lose. I'm just so grateful I ended up where I am, which is in a committed relationship with a family that I love. And I'm able to talk with you about it. I know that you get it. We've had similar trajectories. and But I have a friend who's, you know, <clears throat> our age. He's, he's too grown up for what he's doing right now, which is he's driving to Texas and spending a couple of weeks at a time with a married chick. Her husband's a dummy. Obviously, Ugh. their marriage is not good. So he thinks she's going to work every day, but she works. She can work from anywhere. So she's going to my friend's uh, Airbnb, and then they're hang- they're basically enjoying this weird fake. Well, it's not fake, but but it's this it's this reality that they've carved out of the world. They've carved. They've taken reality and carved out a little piece of it, and then decorated it in a way that's not real. Right and. <clears throat> We were talking about it, and you know, what can I say? He's a grown-up. I'm not his preacher or his dad. I'm just his buddy. And so we're talking about it, and he's telling me about how what whatever, the kind of time he's having. And I'm like, man, listen, you don't want this chick's husband knocking on your door tomorrow, dude. Now, he, whether he's got a gun or he wants to punch you or whether he's just sitting there crying because his life's ruined, and now you're part of the ruination of another person's life. Because his whole deal, I was like, well, what do you think about the husband, you know? And his whole de- and this is a very smart, cool guy, okay? This isn't, my friends are smart, cool people, but they're messy, just like me and you. He's like, well, her husband's not really my problem. I mean, you know, she, her husband's problem is her. She's the one right. choosing, the, and, and I get that, it's logical. But I'm like, yeah, but dude, still, she's not making a good decision when it comes to that. And you're involved in that. And now you're just this sticky, stinky, gooey mess in another person's life. Like, we're just too old for that, man. That's how I feel. Well, the other thing, too, is what are you getting involved in? Because this woman is always going to be that. She's always like, so what's the end game? Yeah. What's the end game? You, you, you're in love with this woman who's a cheater now. So she leaves her husband, then she gets with you. And five years from now, she's going to be cheating on you oh, with some dude. other dude. Well, check this out. So I was like, well, okay, so what if tomorrow she's on your doorstep because she, you know, she gave up everything to be with you, right? Right. As, and I'm like, are you willing to be in that relationship? And he thought about it. To his credit, he thought about it honestly. And he was like, I don't think so. I don't think I would even be willing to commit to that. And I'm like, no. okay, so then you got either he, her husband shows up. And I think it would almost be worse if he didn't punch you. Your husband shows up, 
hugging you and crying because his life's a mess and you're a part of it. And you both love, love the same woman. Ugh, I'd rather him just punch me and leave. Or you got her showing up with a little bag, a little suitcase saying, where's my room? Where's, where's this life I thought I was moving into? And you don't even really want that. So, or, she, or she gets pregnant. Now you're stuck with this woman for the rest of your life. It's just such a mess, man. Here's the best way to live your life, by the way. Let's hear it. If you're listening, open your ear holes. Because this is the only way and the best way to live your life. Don't do anything ever that you can't tell the world you're doing. If you can tell the world everything that you're doing, you're living a good life. If there's anything that you're doing that you can't tell the world that you're doing, stop doing it. You will not be happy. If you have to hide something that you're doing from the world, you will not be happy. You will be unhappy your whole life. So this guy is doing something that he's hiding. He will not be happy. I agree. I'm telling you. Now, do you have to tell people, like, do you have to, like, do the thing where you're like, oh, I just masturbated five minutes ago? No. Right, right, right. But you can say, but, oh, yeah, I, I masturbate occasionally. Right, I don't right. need to tell you when. Right. Or, to, or tell I'm not you. hiding it. Yeah. I don't need to tell you my the details of what my turn-ons are. That's when you can go overboard with truth, right? But yeah, I agree with you. And and you know a little, you know, obviously, because we're personally very tight, but I used to argue with you about that. And it took me going through some very significant events in my life to really come around to that idea that I, I do think is cosmically very true. That Well, the, like, are you, if you say something, let's say you're talking to somebody and you say something, if you can't say that thing to everybody on earth, don't say it. If you can't, like, that's, I don't care. I don't mind doing the podcast. I will say what I'm saying now to everybody on earth. I kind of am actually on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. But that's the way I live my life. I'm not going to say something to somebody that I don't want, that I can't say to everybody. Because if, if that's the case, then you're, you're doing something wrong. You're obviously, if you're saying something you can't say because if somebody else is around, then what you're saying, you shouldn't be saying it, period. I think that also you can float into the you know, lies of omission too. It's like in Dumb and Dumber. Remember in Dumb and Dumber when they're freezing out in Aspen and Harry goes, oh, your hands are cold? Here, you can use the second pair of gloves I have on. My hands are starting to get sweaty. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> you've had those gloves this whole time? <laughs> <laughs> There are those kinds of things too that I think uh, come through in relationships that I think have the same warping effect. You know, what, it's the whole "what they don't know won't hurt them" type type philosophy that I think also. Well, if you're damage. talking shit, if you're t if you spend all day talking shit about people, you're not going to be happy, right? Talking shit about people. If you can't say it to the person's face, don't say it. That's a good point. It really is. I love the University of IOK. Here's what here's what I know about the University of IOK. It's easy to get an A, but it's just as easy to get an F. Here's all you have to do to get an A. Listen, keep the ear holes open. And do. And do. Or keep them tight and don't do. <laughs> and get an F. What do you want to do? Keep them open and do? Right. And get an A. Or close them tight, don't do, 
They get that F plus. Pretty easy. We give everybody a plus on their Fs, even if they fail. Because you know why? Why? <laughs> As you completely lose control of your motor system, you're like, what? <laughs> I got a lot of cables dude, and shit. Dude, you're just like listening, and then you're like, <laughs> for no reason. You just fucking. <laughs> <laughs> it's easy to do <laughs> but your arm just fucking floated out and just fucking created some mischief <laughs> for no reason like you didn't need to do any of it it wasn't like something was falling over no, and you dude, had to catch it it happened to me i didn't do it it happened to me <sighs> what's um is the is the university of i okay is it a, an accredited school can we? Can you transfer no. what you've learned here? I wish. I mean, it should be, but who knows how to do that? We don't know how to do that. <laughs> I don't know how to do it. <laughs> we don't care enough, dude. What we're offering, the universe is offered forever. We're just pa- we're paying it forward. Well, we're vessels. We're the tube that the water flows through. We're the vessels. Yeah. God. There. Okay. We're gonna put in some terms. I'm gonna put in some terms you may like. Okay. <clears throat> God created everything. Okay. Okay. And he, and he has a message for his children, which is everyone. We, we, first of all, we don't know if he's a he. Well, he, her, zer, zim, zu, zadadane. Let's not use, let's not use any pronouns. It. it when it like, can we just keep, stay, let's just keep it with God. God has. God's sh- better. Because if you use it or he or she, eh, already. Canceled. We don't know what that is. God has a message for his children. There okay. we go. God has a message for his children. You're saying his children. God has a message for the children of the world. God has a message for all the children of the world who themselves are gender are gender fluid. Are gender fluid. And But here's the problem though, Bob. Okay. God doesn't okay. speak human language. God speaks the language of God, which is indecipherable, okay? So he needed a vessel to deliver the message. That vessel is you and me and I okay. Yeah. And that's what we're doing here. Well, you know, if you if you take the letters I okay and change them around, they spell God. <laughs> well, if that's not true, I don't know what truth is. There's only one truth. God's truth. Yeah. And how tasty this is. Oh, <laughs> that's so good. <laughs> Can't get enough. Well, we got a few minutes left here as you ponder. As you ponder with your fisherman's pipe. There's a new season of Bachelor that just started, which I just found out about moments before we did this podcast. So I'm excited to dip my toe into the new season. Can I check on my internal carometer? Because it might have changed. How many years yeah. has The Bachelor been on? 25, 30 years? 25, 30 years, yeah. Let me dip in, because it's been a minute. Wait, hold on. Where's your carometer located? Is it in your heart? Deep, deep inside my heart, yeah. Okay, me, so it'll take a second to get in the, in there because it's very carefully guarded. And I haven't let's 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 face it, I haven't been in a while. <laughs> Circuitous pathway. What was the last, what was the last time you actually went to the carometer and checked it? Probably when I was listening to Pearl Jam's first record in 1991. That might have been the last time I dipped <laughs> okay. in on the old carometer. <laughs> All right, so ch- let's check on it and see see what see what's going on there when it comes to the Bachelor, the new season of the Bachelor. Just got back. Just got back. Yeah, and. Don't care. <laughs> okay. You know what's fun about talking to you twice a week, though? 
is I don't have to know what it is because I'm sure whatever happens that's interesting on it, you will tell me about. Although I will say the show where they fell in love in pods, I liked that. Uh, what was that love called? Is blind? Love is Blind. I, love is Blind. The th- I mean, the cool thing about that, you could actually still do that show. I hope they have another season of it. So it's definitely my favorite dating game I've seen. It was remarkable how quickly people fell in love. Here's what I've noticed. I don't know if you've noticed this or if we've even talked about it on the podcast, but now that everybody's wearing face masks, I have met a few people at in social situations, outdoor, social distancing, where I have not seen the person before. These are women in general that I'm talking about. Canceled. Uh, I went to, actually, I just, I went to a, an event with my wife. Her friend was having this art opening. And while we were there, we started talking to these two ladies who were friends of the girl who was having the art exhibit. And I started kind of falling in love with one of these ladies because I didn't know what she looked like. All I could see was her eyes and her face mask. And it was her personality. Like I was listening to her talk. And as I was listening to her talk, I was slowly falling in love as you're wont to do. You know what I'm talking about. 100%. And because in my mind, I was making, like, she was just becoming, you know, you I do this, I fill in all the gaps. I fill in the blanks with my mind. That's what my mind does. It fills in the blanks. That's why I don't want to know who you are. Let me fill in the blanks because I'm good at it. I have pulled up next to someone in traffic, and in the time it took the yeah. light to change. You are in love, and already you're like... Thinking about divorce. I've seen my whole life with this person. Yeah. An entire yeah. life. Yeah. You're thinking about grandchildren. It's like in contact when they make them, the aliens give them the instructions to make the machine that will send them to the alien planet. And they right. make it, and it's a big ball spinning on a big right. apparatus. And then Jodie Foster goes and visits an alien for hours, and she sees her dad and all this right. shit. And then when she comes back, the ball had just fallen for like six seconds. That's right. what happens to me in traffic or at a grocery store. And I think the other thing, too, with mask folk, because I've had this, too, where I'm like, people are more attractive than masks because they're more mysterious and the possibilities are more endless. Well, here's what I did. I created this person out of my imagination. Yeah. And then at some point, she was she had a drink and she had to remove the mask to take a drink. And as soon as she removed the Spell mask- shattered. Dude, the spell. she did not look like I thought she looked at all. Broke the spell. She was not attractive. Well, I'm going to break the spell of this here episode right now because we got to go. We have other podcasts. Bob's is called The Song Club. Mine is called Metal Up Your Podcast. You can support the show by leaving a positive review on iTunes or telling your buddy about it, sharing it on your socials. And we have a Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash letters I-O-K. And we're going to go now on The Secret Weekly. You can have access to The Secret Weekly Igloo. If you've only listened to this podcast twice... Or three times, you're cool. If you've listened to this podcast more than five times and you're enjoying it and you're not on our Patreon, what are you doing? What are you doing? Are you freeloading? Are you that dude that just keeps going out to lunch with your friends and they keep and you picking always up the forget tab. your wallet? Yeah. Always, every time? Pay for lunch. Pay for your lunch. Pay for your lunch. You will feel better about yourself. I know that you don't have to go to the bathroom every time they put the check down. I know that. It's statistically impossible. All right, look. 
Are you broke as fuck? Yes. Oh, you're talking to our listeners. (laughs) Okay. If you are, that's fine. But if you're not broke as fuck, pay for your lunch. Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com backslash I-O-K. Do the right thing for yourself, not for us. Do it for you. Get that BDE. You'll figure it out. All right. We'll see you later. All right. Bye. (laughs) 